Hello there. Welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to episode 251 of Sustainable Minimalist, a twice weekly show about intentional and eco minimalist living. On today's show, I am answering the number one question I get from all of you, the listeners, and the question, of course, that I get at least once a week in my inbox is dun dun dun, how on earth do I get my partner, my spouse, my family? on board with decluttering. This question, I believe, is something that we all struggle with in one capacity or another. So today, I'm going to do my darndest to answer it. It's a one-part show. I'm giving you five tips in one part, and we're going to get into tip number one after a quick word from today's first sponsor, When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. And we are back. We are discussing how on earth we can get our partner on board with decluttering. So my first tip for you is a little tongue in cheek, but we got to go there first. You need to reframe the question. How do I get my partner on board with decluttering? I believe that's the wrong question that we should be asking. The question instead should be, how can everyone in my home learn to live harmoniously with others who all have different views on clutter? We cannot change anyone. And if we try, we are going to hit major roadblocks. In my experience as a 37, almost 38-year-old adult, I believe, I've seen, that people actually don't really change, do they? There are exceptions to every rule, of course, but it is often the case that people become more set in their ways as they age. They lean into who they've already shown us they are. So the question isn't how to get my spouse to essentially change their ways and be more like me. The question is not how do I get my partner to do something they don't want to do? The question instead should be, where and how can we find common ground in our shared living space? Now, I say that all because my husband is not a minimalist, (laughs) not by any means. I have mentioned before on this show that he has a set, like a big bookcase full, a full set of Encyclopedia Britannica circa 1950, It's in the basement. He never references these 30-ish large books, but he remains fiercely attached to this set of Encyclopedia Britannica. And I am not exaggerating. This is not a joke. This is my real life. My husband picks through the trash sometimes and takes stuff out that I've thrown out that's clearly trash and then he just puts it back where he believes it belongs. 
And by the way, side note, if you want to make me mad in life, go ahead and do that. Go ahead and pick through the trash. Go ahead and pick through the donation box. Go ahead and pick through the recycle bin. That is a surefire way to send me straight to rage town. The point here is that a partnership demands compromise from both parties. So let's keep that in mind as we move into tip two, which is work on your own stuff and don't, under any circumstances, touch your partner's stuff without permission. Okay, so it goes without saying. Before you focus on your partner's stuff, ask yourself whether all of your stuff is decluttered and tidy. And you might be thinking to yourself as I say that, oh, obviously it is. Obviously, I've already decluttered my stuff. Check one more time. Is your closet fully decluttered? Is everything in your closet stuff that you wear and that fits? How about your clothes in storage? How about your stuff in the attic? How about your high school and college memorabilia? How about your old photos? How about your broken tech gadgets that you don't know what to do with so you stick in the closet? How about your cord pile? I could go on and on. So first things first is to make sure your stuff is in order. And if your stuff isn't in order and you're reluctant to start dealing with your stuff because you think, what's the point? My partner's not on board. Just know that you will still receive benefit from decluttering your stuff Even if you only declutter your stuff, just trust me, even if you just work on your stuff and the rest of the house remains a cluttered mess, you still will receive benefit. Now, in my life, I have learned the hard way. I do not, I no longer touch my husband's things. From here on out, I will never declutter anything of his without consulting him first. And that's because, again, I've learned the hard way that not consulting him always backfires. So you're going to work on your own stuff and you are under no circumstances going to touch your partner's items without their consent. We're moving on to tip three, hone in on the stuff in the middle, the stuff that's shared. So that's my third tip for you. Let's back up for a minute and define shared stuff is household items that you and your partner bought together or was a gift for the both of you as a couple. Shared stuff is not your partner's shot glass from college that you occasionally use. No, that's not shared. That's your partner's shot glass. (laughs) It came into the relationship with your partner, so it's theirs. A shared item, on the other hand, could be the panini maker that you received as a wedding gift, okay? That panini maker is shared. It's both of yours. A shared item is your collection of the Office DVDs, seasons one through seven. (laughs) True story. That you bought together in 2011, but you no longer think you need because, hello, streaming services. If you bought it together, it's a shared item. Now, some spouses, I would imagine, would be A-okay with you taking charge of the shared stuff. That sounds lovely. I wish I had a partner like that. My husband is not, under any circumstances, okay with me doing anything with shared stuff. He has strong opinions about shared stuff, and as his partner, I need to respect those opinions. I would say here that if you're asking yourself, oh, how on earth do I get my partner on board with decluttering, I would guess that your partner, who is reluctant to declutter, will also be reluctant to give you the reins with regard to the shared stuff. They're also going to have strong opinions about the shared stuff. So when it comes to the shared stuff, 
the stuff that's not wholly yours, but not wholly theirs, you got to have a conversation. And I suggest you curate that conversation to set it up for success. People like my husband who have trouble letting go of things, they can and they will shut down real fast if they feel overwhelmed or if they feel out of control. My husband also gets decision fatigue and quite fast. So I am not going to bombard him with a dozen shared items to discuss. I will come to him with one or two items at a time, no more than that, okay? Conversations stave off conflict, or they tend to. And if a conversation leads to a conflict, the conversation, the dialogue, the back and forth is almost always going to make the conflict easier to resolve. So in my house, we do have conversations about what to do with the shared stuff. Sometimes we're on the same page and that's lovely, but other times we do have vastly different opinions about what to do with shared items. I argue, though, that if you are the person in your household that is traditionally in charge of maintaining the household, if you're the one who's doing the lion's share of the tidying and the cleaning, then your wishes would then trump your partner's because you are in charge of the home domain. Compromise does look different for different relationships, of course. But I do believe that the person who tends to bear the brunt of the household work gets to pull rank sometimes on shared items because that's the person that's essentially the household manager. And the household manager is the one that's bearing the consequences primarily of the clutter. The household manager is doing the cleaning, the tidying, the washing, the maintaining. A bigger burden is put on one person here. And so that means that the conversation and the compromise then inherently be skewed. So the household manager can't win every time and won't win every time. But sometimes, I believe it's okay to pull rank. So I want to just recap really quick so we're all on the same page. You are fully in control of the fate of your items. Your partner is fully in control of the fate of their items. They get to decide. You can give input, but it's their decision. When it comes to the shared items in a house, we got to compromise Sometimes you pull rank, but relationships are about back and forth, give and take. So again, the conversation isn't how to get my partner on board. The conversation is how can we all live harmoniously in this shared space? So we're going to move on to my fourth and fifth tips, but we're going to do that after a quick word from today's second sponsor, Hello, Sustainable Minimalist listeners. Are you committed to living a greener and simpler life? Well, meet Home Threads, your ally in more sustainable and minimalist home decor. As the total destination for decor and furniture, Home Threads helps you define your minimalist lifestyle while respecting the planet. Discover their exclusive Haven collection. They use many sustainable materials without compromising on style. And here's the best part. Home Threads always has the best value. It was time. After nine years of living in our home, it was time to replace our outdoor furniture. And my husband and I, we went to Home Threads. We have a Home Threads patio umbrella and a new bench. And oh my goodness, we are so in love. 
Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com slash sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. Homethreads.com slash sustainable. Love where you live. So many of us have chaotic closets that are crammed full of clothing items and yet somehow we still have nothing to wear. Well, upgrading to high quality and affordable pieces from Quince when you need them is a game changer. They offer organic cotton sweaters and washable silk tops. My 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters are my go-to. Not only are they affordable, but the quality is top-notch They wear better than the cashmere sweaters that are double their price. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash sustainable podcast for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash sustainable podcast to get free shipping and 365 day returns. One more time, quince.com slash sustainable podcast. And we are back. We are discussing getting partners on board with decluttering. We have talked about three tips so far. The first one was to reframe the question. Know that it's not about getting anybody on board. It's about harmonious living. Tip two was work on your stuff first and don't ever under any circumstances touch your partner's stuff without their permission. Tip number three is to curate conversations about shared stuff. Set yourself up for success by having those conversations, but by not overwhelming your partner, giving them only one or two things to discuss at a time, by having those conversations when they're in the right mood. And now we're on to tip four, which is when it comes to the shared stuff, remember that there are differences between micro decisions and major decisions. So I was talking with my friend a couple weeks back. Shout out to Julie if you're listening. But Julie was mentioning how in her household, her partner believes that every decision about a thing needs to be discussed. So if you're going to throw away a child's school paper, the family unit needs to have a discussion about that. If you are going to donate a child's toy that has not been used in many years. We need to talk about that. And while, yes, I do believe that it's important to include people in the decluttering process, I also believe that every letting go decision in a home requires a conversation. Shared stuff can sometimes be trash. Trash is trash. Items that you know your family no longer needs or is broken, we don't need to have a conversation there. A mug that has a major crack in it. This is a real life example that just came to my mind. That mug is a shared item. Yes, it's a shared mug. We all use it. But unless you can glue that mug, it's trash. It's broken. We don't have to have a conversation about the mug. We don't have to hold a vigil as we throw the mug in the trash. That shared item has one fate. It is broken. It is no longer performing its function. It is trash. Having conversations about every single decluttering decision wastes time and it increases you, the household manager's, mental load. As household manager, and I'm assuming you're the household manager because you're listening to this show, but you might not be. If you are the household manager, 
You get to make micro decisions because it's part of your job description. Let's bring this into the workplace. If you were an office manager, let's say, at a business, you would make minor micro decisions that are highly unlikely to have any consequence on the business whatsoever because it's part of your job. You would confidently make those decisions to keep the office up and running and humming and make everything run smoothly. The same goes at home. If you consider yourself the person who tends to be in charge of the household, so we're going to call you the household manager because it sounds fancy, I want to empower you right now to make those micro decisions without inviting in everybody's opinions. So there is a fine line here. While yes, I do suggest you talk to your partner about shared stuff, know that sometimes in the instance, especially when shared stuff is no longer functioning properly, it's broken, it's not working, trust your gut and be able to say goodbye to some shared items without the lengthy conversation and perhaps conflict. Now, all that said, my fifth and final tip for you when it comes to getting your family on board, my fifth tip for you is don't be sneaky. I have in the past thrown out items that I perceived to actually be trash, only to find that my husband has since removed that item from the trash and put it back in our home. Worse yet, sometimes he puts stuff that I put in the donation box. He decides it's he wants to keep it, but he doesn't want to talk about it. So he takes it out of the donation box and then he just stores it in his trunk for years. Literally years. Trunk of his car. He doesn't want to have a conversation, but he doesn't want to let the thing go. So he just hides it, essentially, in the trunk of his car. For years! <laughs> he once had a t-shirt. It was barely a shirt at all. It was so worn. I'm talking holes everywhere. It was almost too worn to even become a rag. It was threadbare. And so I thought, this was in the early days of our relationship, I thought I was doing a really great thing by cutting this nearly threadbare shirt into rags. In my mind, since the shirt was no longer performing its function as a shirt that you could wear in public, (laughs) I thought... I was extending its life by recycling it, essentially, into rags for our household. That makes sense. I still think that makes sense. But wouldn't you know, my husband, he was so mad at me. He was even more than mad. He was extremely hurt that I did that without his consent. And so every time that one of us uses that rag now, we still have a piece of it lying around, I have to hear about it. My actions, my not consulting him, have made that shirt infamous and not in a good way. (laughs) So these days, I do not touch his stuff ever. If you think you can get away with donating an item and your partner will never find out, I suggest here and now that you rethink that assumption because if your partner does find out, are they going to be mad? Weigh the possibility of a future conflict with the certainty of having a conversation and see which one comes out on top for you. So let's go through my five tips for you again. Tip number one was to reframe the question. It's not about getting your partner on board. It's finding common ground in the shared living space. Tip number two is work on your own stuff and don't touch your partner's stuff. Tip number three, curate decluttering conversations about shared stuff and really set yourself up for success. Tip four, Distinguish between micro decisions 
and major decisions when it comes to shared stuff. There is a difference there. And tip number five, don't be sneaky. My final word for you today is to remember that you can and will catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. And you can gently entice your partner to declutter without forcing them. So what does that look like? That looks like your husband gets a new shirt for his birthday, a new blue shirt, and you say, hey, husband, I notice you got this great new blue shirt. Do you think it might be time to go through your closet and take out a similar blue shirt that's stained or has holes in it? That could be catching flies with honey. Maybe he says yes, maybe he says no. But again, it's on us to respect our partner's decision as to what they want to do with their own stuff. Enticing your partner to declutter could look like, oh, isn't it so nice to sit in the living room once the table's clear and the DVDs are put away and the toys are out? Isn't this such a calming space? See what your partner says. Enticing your partner to declutter could be, hey, I am going to work through my closet today. I'm going to declutter my closet. Would you mind helping me as I try stuff on? Tell me what you think. Bringing them into the mold. I think back to when I was a teacher. If I had a reluctant student who didn't want to do something, I wouldn't force them. That's just going to make them dig their heels in deeper. But if we can entice them, flip the script, bring them in a sneaky little way, like I'm going to declutter my stuff. Could I count on you for a little bit of help? That may also open a door just a little crack to enable your partner to perhaps think about change. So those are my best tips for you. I know With this question, it's so prevalent, it's so pervasive, and that's because there's no great answer. There's no like magic bullet trick that's magically going to make a partner who has a tendency towards holding on to stuff. There's no magic answer to make that person suddenly change, and that's because people don't change. They don't. All we can do is work on our own corners of our home, work together on the shared stuff, and leave the partner's stuff alone. So I so hope this helped you. I would love to hear from you as to what works, what doesn't, what struggles do you have in your own home with your partner and decluttering. Reach out to me, email, social media, voicemail, whatever you want. I'd love to hear from you. And I'd also love to know if I hit the nail on the head or if I was completely off base. Don't be afraid. If you think I'm off base, you can tell me. I can take it. I'm tough. I will see you on Tuesday for your regularly scheduled interview. Have an amazing weekend, my friends, and take care.